1: Welcome to another edition of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins. I am super excited about today's episode. You guys are here because you want to see the the behind-the-scenes view that I give you of my conversation with friends. Just think about if I were out having lunch or maybe even dinner with some of my successful entrepreneur friends, the things that we talk about, no fluff, uncut, and in full transparency. Today, I am super excited about the conversation that's coming up because if there's anybody I want to have a transparent moment with, it is my guest today, Mr. Jay Morrison.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: I am super excited that you are here. Mr. I don't do interviews uh, <laughs> decided to be here today.
0: Yes. What is
1: up with that? I'm,
0: I'm outside.
1: You in the streets? I'm
0: in these streets. In I'm po- in these podcast streets. You're in
1: these podcast streets. What made you say yes to this one?
0: Uh, Just timing. Okay. That's all. I, had a, I actually had a vision about doing this with you. Yeah. Didn't want to ask though. Really? And you asked. Yes. And God knew what he was doing.
1: I called you and you said, yes, I didn't even have to like pull any teeth to get you here.
0: No, it could have been, you know, prepped. Hey, I'm waiting for this to launch or waiting to do this or I want to prep for this, but uh, it's time for my voice to be heard.
1: I think it is, I think it's past due time yeah. for your voice to be heard. So we're going to go ahead and jump right on into it. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. So, first question. All right. What are you hiding from the world?
0: Ooh, I am hiding from the world. Uh, my wife and I's truth and Mm. story. Um, We've talked about this actually last week that we've been silenced, Mm -hmm. not by really anybody, maybe God, I don't know. But um, we have not as a family and and even as me as the leader of the household, have not had a a real transparent moment and um, our truth has been hidden. Why? Why? Um, partially because, uh, legal things that we had going on, that it was just proper protocol to Mm -hmm. be quiet and let it play out how Mm -hmm. it played out. Uh, partly maybe because of some ego and pride too. Like I got to explain myself Mm. about this.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Like my work don't speak for, huh? Mm -hmm. Me? You? Like Mr. 65 corner classes, like 34 cities, like unite the people, like. Yeah. So down Houston's like pretty great, Albert Wright. Uh, yeah, okay. Resume. So all that. So, so a little bit, maybe, of, of pride in that. Um, and then just uh, really in our household and, and with my wife, um, just dealing with something new. Okay. Right. navigating a new space. Okay. And, you know, do you play the aggressive road? Do you play the high road? Do you play passive aggressive road? Do you play mm-hmm. the, you know, So all that and then and then always allow myself to be ordered by God.
1: Yeah. So I don't I don't even want to tiptoe around it. Like over the last two or three years, you have taken some brutal hits professionally. Mm -hmm. Um, I have seen the headlines. I've seen the slander campaigns. I have seen social media do what social media does. Right. And it was the attack Jay Morrison scandal. Yeah. What did you do?
0: Um, I shook the devil up mm. and if there wasn't all this scandal and noise and attack on me, it wouldn't make sense Yeah, if it wasn't. I wasn't really doing the work. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's been a part of the journey. It's par for the course.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So I know part of it. Um, so we are heavily scrutinized in this entrepreneur space, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, You and I are building, we're just getting to know each other really on on a closer level and we're building a relationship um, and it's been a great one. And I remember when we talked in one of our earlier conversations, I said, Jay, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) word on the street, you know, some things going on. And I I just kind of wanted to know for myself from your perspective. And we had an opportunity to talk and everything just made so much sense. And I've had, you know, an opportunity now to do my own research and, Everything has just, again, made so much sense. Um, I think it's very responsible to talk to people who have known you for years, who have been following you, maybe students or supporters of you, about how we do business and prevent ourselves from getting into certain situations. Um, I don't want to really name any names because that's not important. But the, the bottom line is there's, there, there was a time that you may have upset some people, misunderstanding, yeah. right? Um, and you went through this court litigation, and that went on for how long?
0: Two years. Two yeah. years. Two years plus.
1: That you were in court um, over a, a business deal that just went bad. Yeah?
0: Yeah, you could say that.
1: What would you say?
0: Um, Well, the root of it, since, since we're getting all transparent. Sure. The root of it is my disobedience. Is how we got here. Mm. My wife told me before we even got into the business, not him. Mm-hmm. My spirit don't feel right, mm-hmm. and um, I got a big heart, especially a big heart for black men and mm-hmm. repairing our community. And I got a sob story, and uh, you know, you come from the streets, you were a drug dealer. People give you a shot. I may have these things in the past, you know. Give me a shot. Yeah, and um, also power struggles in our household. Me want to show, you know, I can make the decision. I'm the man, mm-hmm. and I overrode, I overrode her discernment, mm-hmm. and I let somebody in that shook the house up.
1: Mm. There were red flags though. There were. Yeah, that you ignored because you made a decision and you just wanted to make that good decision turn out great. Facts. Yeah. Now, in hindsight, um, do you feel like you would have done things differently?
0: Me now would have done things differently, mm-hmm. but me then probably did the same thing.
1: I don't know. Sometimes you go through tough times and it forces you to kind of level up and grow. Would yeah. you agree that that happened with you?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In what way? Um. So many ways. I mean, I'm just like this. It's weird, right? So when you talk to me, you're talking to two J's. Okay. Right. So everybody, everybody's understanding. Right, it's two J's. So you're talking to me as like the entrepreneur, the man, the, all that, but I'm also a man of God and as I'm a very, very spiritual. And so I understand. So I talk from like kind of both dualities.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like um, just a human in me. Like I w- wish I would have did everything different, could have avoided all of it, right? I mm-hmm. um, had a great reputation, great business, thriving in the community, all that, great relationships. And much of that got uh, dismantled or destroyed um, mm-hmm. through this through this process. So there's a personal side of me that regrets that, right? Mm-hmm. Regrets all the money we love, millions that I've, I've lost of, yeah. of opportunities, probably tens of millions of dollars that i lost in opportunities, relationships, and actual realized dollars. Um, however, there's another side, a spiritual side of me, that really appreciates the man that I am today that I probably couldn't have become had I not went through everything that I went through.
1: Sure do you believe that you missed out on these opportunities, like tens of millions of dollars because organizations and people felt like you did something wrong or because they just didn't want to be a byproduct of any drama Both. that you had going on? Both. Yeah.
0: Like, um, it's easy, especially with like a, a, you know, within our community, it's easy to stir the pot. It's easy to play on people's, um, emotions or even pessimism or pessimisms, mm-hmm. or if you will, um, so there's people that, Hey, I don't know about Jay. He might be right. Might be wrong. I don't know. Um, there's people that just like, well, you know what? He might be good, but I just can't stand next to him. And that whole conversation we've we even had an entrepreneur community. Yeah, Jay's yeah, yeah. brand is, it might be bad for business. Yeah. And I and I, I could get all those sides. I think I just come from a space of, uh, like this duality. I kind of have, um, just not as an entrepreneur, but, but, as an activist, if you will, and that activism being rooted in mission and rooted by my calling, mm-hmm. um, that uh, I expected different. I thought that um, I deserved more. But then as I matured, this pruning, this fire, this this uh, what I call my trial period, my Joe period, mm-hmm. it's like, Everyone that's had a a major calling, a major impact has gone through this. And we always say it like cliche. We say that. Yeah. But it's different when you're actually going through it. When you're going through it. Right. And and I've said in my past since 2012, I said I would literally give my life for black people and for our repair. Do you still mean that? Like if God, yes, I do. Okay. Like if God made a deal with me, like Jay, like I know you got daughters and a beautiful wife, but if you give up your life, Mm -hmm. I'll repair, turn around this whole community. I would do it in a blink of an eye.
1: It almost got really... Tricky for you Mm -hmm. about two years ago, um, there were a group of people who literally pulled up to your house. Mm -hmm. Your wife, Ernestine, was pregnant at the time. They're all over Instagram, putting your address online. There were people who felt like uh, you were hiding from them and you owed them some type of answers. Like I was scared for I didn't even know you guys at that time, but I was very fearful for both of you Um, in that moment. What was that like?
0: I wasn't fearful. wasn't scared. I
1: was. I was scared for you. <laughs> yeah, but
0: people that so those who know my brand and know me know I, I come from the streets and I, I come from you know a real place, and we know that anybody want to do something to you ain't doing it on live.
1: That's a fact.
0: It's not to be scared of on live. You got the cameras out for a reason. Yeah, I'm gonna do something to you. You ain't gonna never. Yeah. Right. We ain't gonna document it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the same people I invited to 3015 R. Martin Street, the big black building, the mm-hmm. Legacy Center, I invited them to come sit down with me and talk. They didn't have to go to my house. We could have. They had to invite. They yeah. didn't want to do it. We had a private invite. Okay. We could have did it as men do it.
1: Now, you're from the streets. Yes. Your wife is not. Right. How was she dealing with this whole situation?
0: Um, She was traumatized by it, uh, mm-hmm. still really getting through it. Uh, was also angry um, and expected more from me. So that was like also like a real part of this was like, that's that man, that's that man in me and that man of God in me. Mm-hmm. Um because Maine knows how to deal with these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also had to listen and figure out like uh what does God want me to do in the situation? Mm-hmm. Right. And where and, and, and I and I end up, I believe, choosing the right route and leading by example and welcoming in dignity and all these different things. But watching my wife be traumatized, watching her be fearful, watching her cry, watching her get threats, watching her be disrespected. Um, that probably was the biggest challenge of my life and probably what where, where I'm hurt most by my decisions and all of this mm-hmm. is that as a black man or as a man, period, I couldn't properly protect my woman. Mm. Even from online bullying, if you will. Yeah. And because her
1: name was addressed and called out for and mm-hmm. just automatically attached to you just because she was your wife by default. Right, right. Yeah.
0: And so that was like one of the biggest things. And and even like kind of like the the pride and embarrassment in that. Like mm-hmm what kind of man allows another man to disrespect his woman so vilely and disrespect their mm. home. Right. So I had that pride in me. Like, uh, but at the end of the day, so there was so many lessons, there's like lessons upon lessons in this. Yeah. So she was disrespected online. Uh, our home, well, we weren't there it was a home. We were renovating. We weren't even there, but that still was, was violated. Um, but no one ever put a hand on us. Yeah. Right but you still have those principles of like, hey, bro, you say something wrong about me. You disrespect my woman. Like, I'm going to show you. Mm -hmm. So you have that root that's in a lot of us. That's also what's wrong in our community. Mm -hmm. People are losing their lives. People are going to prison for their lives because of what somebody said. Mm. So it's like for me to risk... So I remember one time my wife, I remember we were in the driveway, and she's like, babe, you need to do something about this. I'm like, you want me to do something about it? She's like, but don't do anything you're going to get in trouble or go away from me and Kobe. I said... Do you want me to do something about it? Then you don't want me to do nothing about it.
1: So you're dealing with all of this and you're kind of struggling between, battling between your flesh side and your spirit side. Correct. Saying like the man in me is about that action. Easy. Yeah, easily. But the spiritual side of me, the man who's growing and knowing what you have to lose and where you're going in your life, you're like, let's just handle this professionally and legally. Correct. And things ultimately worked out in your favor, yes?
0: They did. uh, Interesting part is uh, I, I knew that God showed me that August 4th of, I believe it's 2020 when the uh, protest, protests and all those things were planned. Mm-hmm. I was on a, a live uh, our Tulsa real estate fund live. And um, I was just talking in, in the spirit and I said, um, you know what? I'm not going to do anything to you. I said, God's going to handle this for me.
1: Wait, protests were planned. This is when,
0: they were like, "Hey, we're gonna come to the black house, and we're gonna, you know, this this Got whole you. thing, right? Okay. That, come that, outside this, your this, place of business and The sixteen-person fake protest, yes, gotcha. that thing. But um, so but I, I said in that live, I said, you know, I'm not gonna do anything to you. I said, God's gonna handle this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took two years that you know we didn't do anything. I said, we let it play out in court. And the interesting part is that I was being talked about, and I was being accused of all these things. Mm-hmm and I didn't run from these things, Mm -hmm. I end up suing the person saying, no, you're a liar. And because you're lying on me, I'm going to sue you. Yeah. So someone's saying that I'm wrong and I did them wrong, but I'm the one that had to sue them Mm -hmm. and inevitably without even, um, going to trial, um, one by default in court.
1: Got you. So part of what we are talking about right now, um, is a personal beef, right? You had a business deal with a, I don't know, were you guys ever friends? No. Okay. So you had a former business partner that you had an but arrangement But you know how with. it gets,
0: like, kind of friendly, friendly. when you're going in, into business. And it's, hey, big homie, man, I love what you do for the community. And, like, yo, you, all that. And it's and, like,
1: you clown. <laughs>
0: right. It's like, yo, you you example of a black man that I want to be. And, like. Yeah. All that yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. So you had this potential. Well, you actually went into a business arrangement with someone. That business deal went bad, mm-hmm. and it went from a professionally handled business deal to just a personal uh, beef between the two of you.
0: No, I think it still was business for for them, because mm. I was their marketing plan. So it wasn't a personal beef. A personal beef, You could handle personally,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like you, you had the address. You like, I'm outside. So you like, think
1: that that was really standing on business principle what's for them? The whole internet campaign, all the fake pages, the con- like this person was on your head every day. Online. It felt, yeah, online. <laughs> it felt really personal to me.
0: Um, I think that, I mean, there's layers to it. I think that there's like, we're talking about mental health here okay we're talking about and i say that only because not to be clowning or anything but like the same person called me like in the middle of it like yo bro we could yo i'm telling you we can make millions together and like bro if you just like now you bro me and like you know what i mean it's like it's weird right yeah. but um also to say like if you're clowning me or you're on my head which is like you can't be on somebody's head like that's a whole other subject like you can't just be like posting about me. I can't, we, we have, I have my team count the posts. It was 126 Instagram posts about me. Wow. Not to mention YouTubes and countless lives. Okay. So you like posting about another man that much, but you ain't never seen that man. Mm-hmm. That's not on their head.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's just trolling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But then when you make these different websites and, and posts and all that, it's literally a funnel. You literally ask for a name and email. And then after that, it goes into your course and your program. Got you. So that's
1: why you say it's a marketing strategy.
0: It was a marketing yeah. play. Like,
1: so it, you you've been caught up in a few things though. So that was one situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. Yeah. which is all you, the people's fund, the people's fund. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about what that fund was designed for.
0: The fund was designed to unite our community, uh, with our dollars, our resources, and be a institution and vehicle to essentially have a prototype to solve our own problems, mm-hmm. uh, starting with economically starting with real estate. But the vision for the fund was a $50 million fund. Uh, and then to duplicate that fund, the $20, dollars funds or a billion of capital under management. Okay. It was uh, birthed out of the Freddie Gray uprising in 2015. And the community was calling to build a black wall street. Okay. And I was saying, if you want to build a black wall street, you need an institution. What's that look like? Mm-hmm. And how do we do it transparently? How do we do it in a way that we can, uh, you know, organize our dollars and, and execute a plan. And so uh, the mission of the fund was, was really about community repair.
1: Okay. What made you qualify to start a, a fund and a mission so big?
0: I got the vision mm-hmm. and I did it
1: and you did it. And you've been out here on the corner pouring into people with the same mission.
0: Absolutely. Um, it's really about, um, it's like, I look at it like this. We all see the different issues in our community
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we're the adults now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And if our community continues to be in a disarray that we have, the water crisis in Flint or the police brutality or the lack of school systems or the many different things we can, if we don't solve those problems, it's our fault.
2: Yeah, And
0: it's on our watch.
2: Yeah,
0: And I especially feel like as black men, it's our job, right? Like we can have all the cars and the watches and the jewelry and all those things, but if the murder rates are what they are in all our cities and our, and our youth uh, in the school to prison pipeline, and just all the oppression and ills of our community, like no one's going to sprinkle fairy dust and just repair black people. And like, I don't want to leave it to just our women to save us and our kids to save us. Like it's on us. Yeah. And so I just believe in like us taking action because whatever we don't do in this generation, we leave to the next generation.
1: I feel like the work that I've heard you previously say, this is like what you've been called to do, Mm -hmm. right. Um, to lead our generation. I feel like the work that you've been called to do is just so dangerous. And we've seen examples of leaders like you, leaders who have the heart that you have that say, I'm willing to lay it all down for black people. Right. Why? Like there's so many other things that you could be doing with your life. Why this?
0: I'm paraphrasing, but the Bible says, um, like the greatest love that a man can show is to lay on his life for his brother for a sister. Mm-hmm. And for me, fortunately enough, it hasn't been necessarily laying down my physical life, but I had to lay that, lay down or take, take bruises, if you will, assassination, if you will, of my business life. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of what I was saying earlier is that I professed to say I would give my life for our people and then God shared with me in 2022 uh, or so was saying, you can't say you would give your one and only physical life for your people, but then complain about me taking your reputation. Mm. so if I'm not willing to sacrifice my reputation. How can I say I sacrifice my body? And I'm never here on the earth no more. Yeah. So my, my reputation is actually a small sacrifice for what it is. that I know God has called me to do and accomplish. And um, I mean, everyone from Jesus to Martin and Malcolm and everyone in between has had their reputations attacked. Uh, that's why I said, if, if my reputation hadn't been attacked and I had not had these level of attacks on my name and our family and all those things, it wouldn't make sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know why I asked you to be here today. was that? Um, I I sat back as a spectator when all of this like slander was happening, and I didn't know you or Ernestine at the time, right? And I was one of the people who wondered why isn't he speaking up? Like he's being the J that I knew. I didn't know you personally, but I knew this powerful man who just had all this personality. And I I looked at you from a distance, not knowing anything about you. Like that is a man who is for our people. And then I see all of this happening directly to you. And I'm like, how is there this big, this, this, this presence of a man who's so for the people, but in this moment, it doesn't appear that he's for himself. Mm. And I felt like after getting to know you and Ernestine on a more personal level. People deserve to know you the way that I have started to know you. Right. Um, we still have a, a relationship that we're building in full transparency. I became friends with EJ. Uh, that's my girl. Shout out to Ernestine. Mm-hmm. I became friends to, with Shout EJ. Out to my wife. Shout out to your wife. <laughs> uh, she invited me to work out with her one day, just randomly. I don't even remember how it happened. And I remember she and I were just talking about our lives and our relationships and things. And she was kind of feeling me out to see what I knew and what I didn't know. And I said, Hey, look, I saw it all. And I'm just, uh, and she asked me how I felt. And I was totally honest. I'm like, I'm just going to take this one day at a time, (laughs) right? Like let's fill this out before we go (laughs) too far. And she was with it. She was like, listen, I feel the same way. I totally get it. And I wanted to get to know Ernestine because to me, she's always been like super innocent in the equation. Right. And I'm like, as a woman from a distance, I'm like, it's so unfair that she's getting this reputation. (laughs) And I just really wanted to get to know her. And I started to like her so much that I felt like I needed to know you. Mm. And we became, you know, we, we, we started to hang out and started to have conversations and really get to know you. And I understand the calling on your life. Like, the majority of people don't understand the type of work that has to be done to shift a culture. The majority yeah. of people will never, ever do that. And you do. And I wanted you here today because I feel like people need to hear where Jay has been, where Jay is going, and what we're doing right now, right? Yeah. So, what have you been? You haven't, you have not been on the streets. You have not been in these corner classes. What? You've not even really been showing up just on the internet as Jay Morrison. What have you been doing?
0: I've been being groomed. I think, I think it's just been a process for me of refining, being purged. Um, just, just building spiritually, building holistically, uh, still doing the work. I really put my head down. I was like, do the work. Like there's nothing people were judging. I, it's, it's so it's so many angles, right? Because there was, the bad actor, right? The bad character that was the loudest. Mm-hmm. And then there were like these supporting things that made people feel like there was like some credibility maybe to what he was saying or, or doing. And then it was just a Tulsa fund that got attacked. Um, and people couldn't try to kind of piece it all together. And the, the thing that I, I just kind of concluded was the biggest thing I can do was, was lead by example in my, I guess my, my walk, my grace, my dignity and how I handled things um, to the best of my ability and to do the work, yeah, put my head down and, and do the work. Um, and so that's really what I've been doing is putting my head down and doing the work.
1: Have you been hiding? No, no,
0: I haven't been hiding.
1: I think, I think everybody else thinks you've been hiding. I think the people who know you and are familiar with the man that you were prior to everything just kind of happening, feel like you've been hiding.
0: No, I haven't been hiding. I think I've been finding Mm. like I literally I said I I felt silenced it wasn't like I wanted to be silenced like my wife and I both just I really didn't know because you say too much it sounds like you're making excuses or you're complaining or you're I just really didn't. so sometimes doing nothing is doing something okay and I just at the time I also was uh, I was sick I had diverticulitis and had like two surgeries at the same time this really popped off so like a lot of times people didn't see me this is why I keep going referencing God so much. When all this happened, I literally went into emergency surgery a week before mm. the whole thing coming to my house and all that. I was literally with a, a poop bag on coming out of surgery. Wow. With my stomach cut open at a hole in my intestine. So I know this was God. Yeah. Because had I not had the poop bag and coming out of surgery. Yeah. And that man showed up on our property or our house is be a whole different situation. So I didn't even have the posture and the measure to be this graceful then. Mm. So like I needed to be where I was then. And my wife was pregnant at that same time. And then after she was pregnant, our daughter had five brain surgeries and then two hernia surgeries and all these things were going on while I'm recovering and while my name's being slandered by everybody and why guys who looked up to me are now snickering about me and it, I had to be. I just had to go through what I had to go through, and I had to let that process just kind of take place, and I just allowed myself to be led in that process. Everything that everyone has seen from me, the corner classes, the Tulsa Real Estate Fund, which I want to pinpoint, it's not about the real estate family. What's the power of the Tulsa Real Estate Fund? What's the biggest thing it did? You tell me. I'm asking you. I don't know. You tell me. It unifies. So the the largest act of unity majority of, I mean, just some other ethnicities in our fund, majority of mm-hmm. black people, black okay. families. We unified 15,000 black families from 22 countries. Our unity is more powerful than an atomic bomb. Mm. Says the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. It was the largest act of group economics, even larger than the great Marcus Garvey and the, uh, the UNIA in 1919, who raised 800,000 back then, equivalent to 10 to 10.3 10. million today. Mm-hmm. We raised 11.5 million in our fund.
1: What are you doing with the fund today?
0: Developing real estate. Okay. Empowering the community, mm-hmm. uh, the legacy center, our comprehensive community development and big brother anonymous. We mm-hmm. have, uh, hopefully 500 units of affordable housing in South Georgia. We're slated to develop. We have a 32 acre commercial mixed use development here at Atlanta Metro. Uh, we've uh, over 32 real estate transactions, private lending, all mm-hmm. these different things. But I want to I come back to fund and real estate. But the point I was making is um, in that unity, in that act for unity, this, this, this calling, um, what people, I, I guess, so during my journey and my walk, I had to allow, like, this is the point I was making, was my calling. And everything you've seen from me, Tref Fund, Corner class, whatever. This whole since twenty twelve, what they call pioneering or being a trailblazer in this financial literacy yeah. movement. Yeah. That I don't say they everyone says. Okay. Right? These were all visions that God gave me. In 2012 or 2014, when I did a original wake up video that then went viral in the Breakfast Club and all these things, and then online and the J. Morrison Academy and just everything else. They all were little just visions that I just that I acted on. Mm-hmm. So, my whole movement, my whole walk, my whole contribution to our culture, has all been downloads. It's all just me acting on a vision. In 2012, God said, "Take care of my people, and I'll take care of you." I didn't know what that meant. I was working at Southern Bees International Realty as a celebrity realtor, and I literally resigned from that job to just get into community empowerment. And so, I guess the point I'm just trying to make is that. Um, a lot of what I've contributed, a lot of what I do, a lot of what we do sometimes gets minimized to like entrepreneur activity and funnels mm-hmm. and what we mm-hmm. know as infopreneurship. But for me, the infopreneurship or entrepreneurship was only a means to an end of the mission. And Tulsa Fund, it was about the mission. Like I'm on, ai wrote a book and this is how I can, my receipts, I wrote a book in 2017 called The Solution.
2: Mm-hmm. How
0: Africans in America achieve unity, justice and repair. Mm-hmm. And I really wrote out an actual blueprint that includes J. Morrison Academy, Tulsa Fund. Oh, I started a political party, the Black Rights Party, that we end up shutting down because of infiltration. But my point is, like, that's me. Yeah, I've just been on that mission and just following my calling. And sometimes you get lost in business in between all of that. Your identity gets lost in between all of that. But everything that I've done has been, like, at my best, trying to be obedient to God, what he shares with me, what he shows me. And that's to take care of his people
1: yeah now there was a lot of heat around the Tulsa fund as well For sure and there were people uh you know in comments and, and saying they felt like they had been scammed or they didn't have any idea what was going on with their money or they didn't get a return uh tell me about that process and why were why were people feeling like the scam was uh, or or the uh the fund wasn't legitimate
0: most of it here's's all tough facts
1: mm-hmm.
0: most of that was from put like this, if somebody online says I invested money and I feel scammed, do you know they're a fund partner? Can I create 10 Gmails today and tag you on a page and say, Treff robbed me? You can. The facts are there's been 3% of the 14,000 plus investors that we have in our fund, 3% who have requested a redemption or what we call a refund sort of redemption. mm mm-hmm who've requested a redemption haven't received a redemption because we've paused redemptions. Mm-hmm. For the fund because stay capitalized to continue to do the mission of the fund. 3%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's been under 600 people out of 14,821 people
2: mm-hmm.
0: who have, right, every single one of our partners have all signed a subscription agreement that says redemptions are only issued a fund upon fund being properly capitalized. And that was mandated by the SEC to ensure that a minority of people can affect the success or progress of the majority. Okay. So the fund wasn't about you or I, or even them, it was about us. Okay. And so we had to make, as a fund manager, I have to make decisions for the 97%. Mm-hmm. I have to make decisions for what's best interest for the whole fund, which there are legitimate folks who you know, may feel like I want what I want right now or however they feel, but a lot of that swell um, or uh, the antagonizing, the strife, was literally created by people that weren't even a part of the fund who were onlookers yeah. who just want to, you know, uh, fan the fire, if you will.
1: Yeah, that makes total sense. And I'll say uh, from my own perspective, when when the the fund uh, kind of hit the fan, so to speak, I didn't know much about investing in that type of fund at that time. But I will tell you that it was like the evidence looked like it was like, dang. This is getting juicy, right? Like, and I I would be commenting, and you know, other people are commenting, and I, I realized it was a whole lot of us commenting and speculating, and we didn't even really know what the fund was, what it meant, how it worked. I still don't really fully understand, but I had a whole lot of opinion at that time. Like, a lot of this people is did. looking really grimy in these streets
0: right, right now. But the interesting part is that we invested a half million dollars into transparency. Yeah. We have annual audits every year. Every dollar has been accounted for in the fund. Yeah, You can literally see it every single year. Mm-hmm. So like out of what we've raised, a half million has been invested into compliance, into transparency, into third-party audits, semi-annual audits, uh, all, all this. But like that's where I went to the point of, of unity and where strife and calls division. So here, here's the whole thing. Imagine if all that noise didn't happen
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we... Gave ourselves a legitimate shot, which we, we still are. We're still, still moving forward. There's a lot of success and progress to talk about that I, I love to share here. Okay. Um, but my point is the goal for the fund was a $50 million fund. Okay. We raised millions overnight, had great momentum in the first week. I, I, I prepared for, I thought, the people to attack us. I never thought that our people would attack us. I was blindsided by that.
2: Mm. I was prepared for like white
0: nationalists or, the government and or something like that. I I knew that could happen because of the power of, of unity in our mission. Sure. The fund is called Tulsa real estate fund after black wall street. Yeah. We launched on June 1st, the bombing of black wall street.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. So I knew what we were taking on, but I never thought that the bombing would come from our own people. Mm. So that was, that was like a sucker punch. It was like, Oh snap. I was dazed. Like, wow. Yeah. That all these YouTube channels and just popped up and people who just antagonized us attempting to do something for our people that just hasn't been done in our generations. And um, I see why so many celebrities and others are like, Oh, I'm not touching that. I don't want to be a part of that because no one wants the brand risk. Mm-hmm. I was saying I'm willing to risk my brand and my reputation to do something for us that needs to be done for us. Yeah. Cause we don't have our own financial institutions like that. We don't offer in commercial real estate, especially if you look at any commercial real estate development mm-hmm. companies, Uh, You think Oscar's so white, commercial real estate so white, Mm -hmm. right? We've given 15,000 black families ownership in commercial real estate, right? And uh, have a 24.9% ROI on all our closed transactions. We've done, uh, we've invested over 9.4 million, uh, over a dozen black developers we funded. Uh, I think four or five black women developers that Mm -hmm. we funded. Uh, We've literally done the work. And maybe not have been the, the loudest about it. Yeah, or, why
1: don't why don't we know about this? Why aren't you talking about this?
0: Um, these things have been said, but he, here's here's the real answer. Why is I found myself getting so caught up in a responding and explaining and documenting in social media and all that? Mm-hmm. I have a whole fund to manage and real estate assets to acquire and yeah. portfolio manage it became a daunting task to keep explaining and to keep defending as like, it was like a full-time job, just social media influencing around the fund right? while we're raising capital for the fund right? while I'm investing the capital for the fund while I'm documenting that for the fund. And within our first six months, we were investigated by the sec and the FBI while I'm going through an 18 month investigation. Wow. So not to mention I have a family. Yeah new husband at the time. Yeah. I have two other daughters before we had a daughter mm-hmm. at the J. Morrison Academy. So I had that business. And so it literally just became like, I can't sit here and keep responding to y'all. Like I've, it's me. Like I'm not stealing nothing. Y'all can see I'm not stealing. That, that was a big thing. Like, it's a Ponzi scheme is gonna run for the money. It's yeah. self-interest. There's been no gross mismanagement, no gross misrepresentations, literally uh, no findings by the FBI, no findings by the SEC, yeah. one legal litigations, independent annual audits from independent CPAs and auditors. It's mm-hmm. like the black house built developers funded. Like what more can I
1: show you? Yeah. And I want to be clear. Like you're not just saying this. You actually were investigated by like the feds.
0: Yes. The DOJ department of justice came to our door sec and, and, and FBI knock, knock. We got a subpoena for your cell phones, your tablets, your tax returns, your bank statements. Oh, you too. And you too. Oh, they work for you. You too. We're scanning. Everybody's everything.
1: Wow. And what was that process like?
0: I'm a three-time felon
1: Ooh. and a black man that's leading the
0: largest unification of economics in black community. Mm-hmm. It was scary. I'm like, these folks are going to take me down and every black person is going to say, aha, we told you so. Mm-hmm. And we got through that and they still said, we told you so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you, I, I, I think I saw you post um, the results of one of your investigations. Did the noise just quiet down at that point? Because there has to come a time where we we've we won the legal battle. All of these federal investigations have been silenced. Like there just has to be a time where the noise is shut down.
0: I think it's called cognizant dissidence. Mm-hmm. We just committed to your wrong.
1: Yeah, you just committed to. Like, is that what's going on right now? People just committed to the ignorance of
0: some, but no. We and here's the other part. We get so much love from our partners and founders. We get on our, our, our members meetings. they like, we don't care what everybody's saying. We rocking, we riding. Mm-hmm. We have so many people that invested more. Okay. Is like There's just like, we were so popular and so buzzing that the agitators were literally able to build brands off of just being the anti-TREF. Mm. So they made more noise than us, and then it made our allies and our friends like, yo- it's kind of muddy over there. If I try to have y'all back, I might get dirty. Mm-hmm. So it was literally like us against the world. So I felt like Pac, like all eyes on me, me against the world.
1: How did that make you feel though? You've got friends, you've got people who have been with you since day one, and now they're suddenly starting to turn their backs.
0: Disappointed, very hurt. Yeah. Um, that's the man side of me. Like there was like literally people that I've made money with, did good business with, helped make millions, like so much influence, all that who spoke so to, so great about me privately. But no one, very little people would step up. Mm. And I was um, I was hurt by that. And then knowing, I just felt like, you know, we all throw term around financial revolutionaries and all this kind of stuff. Like, this revolutionary work, if it happened to me, it could happen to any of y'all. Mm-hmm. And I felt that my body of work and my contribution and my heart spoke for itself, but it showed me some lessons and lessons for all. So that's what I'm saying. So there's another side of me is happy yeah. that I can go through the door that, and, and set an example and help blow up some of these landmines so that more people can come through the door and that we can be successful. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about we. Yeah. So I just, whoever goes through the, the door first gets the bloodiest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was disappointed that, um, you know, there was like betrayal literally. And there was like people that turned their backs. So my wife was like very disappointed. She's like, yo, this person, this person, they. But it's like Peter just denied Jesus. Judas gave Jesus up. Like, and I'm not even Jesus. I'm not even close to Jesus. I'm just his son.
1: You know, you have to say that because they're going to be in the comments like, oh, he's comparing himself to Jesus right now. I was quick with it. Right, right, right. (laughs) But the Bible
0: also says, find not robbery to consider yourself God. But nevertheless, Um, the point is, (laughs) I got that word. (laughs) But the point is though, um, I was was disappointed. I was hurt. Uh, But this is all just part of growth for me. It was like, um it was kind of like what else did you I, I think I expected more, but at the re, at the end of the day I was like yo what else did you expect? what else did you
1: expect? you went
0: out and you set the bar and you mm-hmm. went out and innovated and you were you know all those well things.
1: people felt like they were put in a position where they had to choose a side yeah and you know part of it is because you chose to let the legal battle play out and not really say anything so you know not defending anybody who um betrayed you or made you feel that way but
0: I know I I, I I that's part of the maturity too. Yeah. Um was I think uh I think him Hunter said it actually. Hmm. It was like um how can we fight for Jay he's not even willing to fight for himself.
1: Oh wow, I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um I get it, mm-hmm. right? And I think um it was just a vulnerable very new very different time. I just didn't think that, um, and that's where I had to get past myself too. Like, I felt like people owed me something. Like, yo, for all I gave to culture, for like, uh, me, I'll put you on. Like, yeah, you, know yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You so, know what I'm saying? I mean,
1: in real talk, like, there are people who feel like you pioneered this space. You believe you pioneered this space, right? I'm one of. Yeah, you're one of the pioneers in this space. And you really, it, things get to a point where you like, after all of that that I did for y'all,
0: but then nobody owe me nothing because I was doing God's work anyway. It wasn't about me then, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I get it. And I on I, a mature, I,
0: spiritual, evolved side. I, ag-
1: I get correct. it from the mature, spiritually evolved side. But from that other side. Right. After everything I did for y'all. <laughs> after all the work I did. After me literally proclaiming to the world that I'm ready, I'm willing to lay it all down. Right. After you see me put my wife, my unborn child, my other children at risk. After all of this that I did for y'all, the opportunities that I've created, this is how you make me feel. Yeah. Have you been able to restore any of those relationships?
0: Yeah, several. I think there has been been a, bit a lot a lot of relationships that have come back. There's been um, I won't say heavy apologies. It was just some, some acknowledgement though. Okay. I think uh, you know, people had the well, I don't know who's right kind of thing in general, and then I don't know what you're doing with the fun. It was. It's still interesting. Um, but there has been a lot of like, uh, I guess, realignment, if you will.
1: And in a spiritually mature manner, I am assuming that you are welcoming these relationships back with open arms. Or are you kind of like, eh, you kind of already showed me who you are.
0: Um, I open up, I mean, even like some of my enemies, uh, with the right conversation, like I'm always open to atonement because I have to be,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? It's like, um, so I've been under this like this energy of you got to be the bigger person. People are like, 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 um, oh man, you're such a bigger person. It's like, yeah, I am. Mm. It's like I got to be the bigger person because I'm the bigger person.
1: Do you have to be?
0: I'm called to be. So now, if I'm not the bigger person, then I'm out of alignment. And I got problems. with Somebody bigger than you.
1: You just made me feel so small
0: <laughs> Why? because
1: I'm sitting here thinking about situations where sometimes I'm just tired of being the bigger person and you going to see how little I can be, how petty I can right. be. Right.
0: But that's what I learned. I can't out petty them. Mm. but They can't out big me. That's a bar. I can't out petty them. You're like, I don't, and I don't want to out petty. I don't want to get low. I don't want to go low frequency. Like I've, I've, I don't want to go there. I, I've been there in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it like, um, that's what people don't understand is like how, how I handled it too. You gotta understand. Like I did two and a half years in prison and I got a lot to lose mm-hmm. and I'm not going to risk all that for somebody trolling me. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like I, I know how, I know how real life can get. I know how real things can get. And I think a lot of people don't understand that cause they don't come from the same kind of places. So it all seems all funny. Like, Real men don't even do certain stuff. Like, cause you already know the, like already, I respect what I think a man will do. So I don't even do certain things. Sure. Cause I assume you're going to do what I would do of my lower self. Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> so we've gone through all of the, the, the drama, the trauma, the scandal. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that for a long time, there will still be a recovery phase, Yeah, but we're still here. We're here. And your refusal to kind of say, you know what? After all that I did, after everything that I put out there for you people, lovely, lovely people, uh, you you're still attached to this calling. You're not you you can quit. You can like the human flesh side of you can quit. Yeah. But your spirit is, is leading you to continue to go.
0: That's the secret sauce. It's like if you look at every mighty man of God, if you just read the word of God. Like Noah, they laughed at him. Oh, you're building a boat. Ah, oh, look at you. Yeah. Right? You look at just just everyone. Um, Moses. If you look at just our relationship to God, like God gave us life. Mm-hmm. And we still mm-hmm. act funny, you know what I'm saying, towards mm-hmm. him and be out of our way. But he gives us grace and gives us mercy and gives us opportunities. And so for me, it's like um, this is an example. Like I feel like my I feel like my life in this journey, like it being everything we mentioned. So from being at the height of heights yeah. of these financial literacy streets, mm-hmm. right? Being the Jay Morrison, yeah. right? All that to being the laughing stock of the community, mm. right? The, 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 all the innuendo and the scam and the cloud and ain't nobody invited me to none of their conferences and everybody know I'm a bomb speaker.
1: <laughs>
0: I'll put that out there. You were
1: in your feelings about that. I was. Yeah.
0: But, I, but, but in all that, though, there's an amazing part of it and all the uh, questions about the fund and integrity and the the stuff my wife had to go through, this setback, if you will, for people to see what's next for me and see where I I stand in my relationship with with God, my father, and showing other black men how to handle online drama and Mm -hmm. adversity and showing other business owners how to handle these things Mm -hmm. in a dignified way. Um, To have all these setbacks for where God's gonna take me next is going to uh is going to ensure that everybody sees his glory.
2: Yeah.
0: Like you're gonna know it wasn't Jay Morrison that did it. Jay Morrison said on Donnie Wiggins podcast, I'm like, God, 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 God. Yo, look at Jay now. Yeah. When everybody see where God takes me next, you're gonna know he's real.
1: Yeah.
0: Just by what I went through and what's about to happen next.
1: Yeah. I um I I'm I'm listening to you speak. I don't know that I can think of another leader that, that's not an entrepreneurial leader, right? That's not a leader in their business, but a leader of people in this way, right? And the leader the leader that you've been designed to be and, and what you've represented prior to all of this scandal. When you think about leadership in this way and you're going and because this wasn't even like an economical run for you. I would imagine that some of this has cost you out of your own pocket, right? Dearly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that you've maybe even taken some hits standing for what you believe in Jay. Like I know a lot of powerful men and women in business, but like you said, this wasn't Jay, the businessman, this, this was Jay being led to lead a culture of people by God from a calling I'm ready to see you back out on the corners and impacting people in that way. Like, what are we doing?
0: Um, we are doing whatever God leads you to do. Yeah, and, no, and, and, I,
1: I, I, while I appreciate that, yeah, I do appreciate that. God is leading Jay to go in places, but I want to know where that is today.
0: You know, that is um, three key things that we're doing. So one, we are and have been for the last two years. Um, mentoring young men with our Big Brother Anonymous program at the Legacy Center. Mm-hmm. So we don't believe in just flipping houses. We believe you can't put broken people in renovated properties. Mm. So we flip people as much as we flip houses. Okay. And so we're working with, young, with the Obama Foundation and My Brother Keeper Alliance uh, with our mentorship program for young men ages 12 to 24, mm-hmm. working uh, with them through jobs, career training, entrepreneurship training. and So we have some cool things going on, working with the Water Boys here in Atlanta,
1: uh, I heard about that. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting because in full transparency, when the water boys approach me, I'm rolling my window up just because, you know, some situations have gotten out they aggressive of hand. Sometimes they, they get aggressive sometimes, yeah. but they pull up to you and you roll your window down. Mm-hmm. You like posted a video. You just had some water boys over at the legacy center. Yeah. And, Good for you, right? <laughs> Good for you. But what made you connect with the with with this particular group of youth in that way?
0: Uh, I see myself in them.
1: Where are you are you a former water boy?
0: I'm a former crack dealer <laughs> from a coke boy <laughs>
1: what they sling and ain't nothing i know compared I'm like, to listen what i, had to I gotta on. give him a shot
0: i was a dope boy they're water boy i gotta give him a shot like how could i not
1: do they respect you because they know that part of your story or do they respect you just because of your approach with them
0: i think a little of both mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean i i you know i treat them i treat them fairly but i also um give them tough love i admonish them mm-hmm. we talk about professional etiquette and we talk about how to approach people and so we're working on a uh, life transformation and, and, and some some professional business skills with them and so we're gonna be documenting some of that and looking forward to what we're gonna be doing there. And then um also at the Legacy Center, we just uh, launched, you know, a whole new phase two uh, event space, events venue, mm-hmm. media venue for movies, film, podcasting, all those things. We have at our building. And
1: that's here in Georgia, in Atlanta. Here, yep, here in well, Georgia. East Point. East Is Point, that East Point? Yeah. yeah.
0: Seven minutes from the world's busiest airport. Yes. Yeah, and then um, we're gonna be launching another fund. We're not done yet. Okay. The goal was fifty million dollars. We only raised twenty three percent of that, so we're thirty eight point five million shy. And um, we've done the work. I looked at it like this: Who else better to lead a fund than somebody that's already been vetted, Mm -hmm. already been tested, Mm -hmm. know can get through adversity? Yes. Already show you can show you results. I can show you receipts. I can show you all of our portfolio. I can show you deals. Have the compliance, the software, the systems right? We already been through it and it really motivated me um I was, I was at Dr. Boyce Watkins All Black National Convention and we were kind of talking about it someone was asking me fun questions and all that and I was like you not, I was like you're not going to bully me out of my calling I'm not going to get bullied out of my purpose you're not going to online shame me out of what God called me to do yeah So we're going to be launching another fund, Treff Future Fund. Okay. And it's going to allow us, again, to still stay on the mission Mm -hmm. of repairing our communities. And we have already 32 acres of um, uh, prime real estate that we're working with different developers on to set a a multifamily mixed-use development Mm -hmm. for our people. So Mm -hmm. Treff Life, we're still out here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have another 54 acres. Uh, Again, I mentioned earlier that we're uh, working with some major players on uh, for affordable housing, uh, 250 to 500 units. And um also still working with other people to the goal is to duplicate our fund model for other business structures, not just real estate so mm-hmm. it's like I'm just on the mission of how do we we have everything we need we complain often in the black community especially and I say the black community because and honestly we're the least amongst us mm-hmm. right amongst America right we're last place and we have everything we need to provide and take care of ourselves the only thing getting in the way of us doing so is us. Yeah. And so just want to keep on um, pushing that message, pushing a message of repair, loving on our people. Love is selfless. Love is long suffering. Mm-hmm. Love is kind. Love is patient. So I'll show my community and I'll show our community that I love us and I'm for us just by my action and my works, not my words.
1: What will you do differently with this second fund?
0: Oh man. Um, Many things. So one, we have worked out some ways to make people's member units or shares uh, liquid. Mm-hmm. So if you have an issue, you could trade your, you'll be able to try to trade your shares on an open market. Okay. And don't have to worry about getting a redemption or this or that. You can kind of sell. But it also okay. allows appreciation of those shares and, and future equity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll make sure that we're driving home the message. This is a long-term fund. Mm-hmm. Black Wall Street was founded in 1905. Mm-hmm. It didn't become the Black Wall Street that we all... Came to love until 1921. Took 16 years. Yeah, our funds been open four years from scratch. It's a four-year company. Yeah, it's an emerging company. It's a startup,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And so letting people understand that, and, and and honestly, denying people that aren't about the mission, we don't want everybody's money. Mm. If you're really about uplifting the black community and a long-term vision for us to be that new Black Wall Street, it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. You cannot expect to end 400 years of oppression and economic exploitation in four years. Yeah. So we can't judge a long-term mission on short-term performance. Mm. And so we're going to make sure those missions or messages are clear. We're going to also al- align and ally with more partners. So it's just not a big face of Jay and one leader or one person can get attacked and it all have so much controversy. We're going to yeah. make sure that we have more of a, a broad unified front mm-hmm. in the fund. Um, and a few other technical things that we'll be doing that just, just make it uh, le- learning lessons, learning lessons, uh, evolution lessons, um, great partnerships, et cetera. So yeah, some things.
1: in addition to that, you're still very much an advocate to obviously real estate being a major component in generational wealth building has to be. Yeah. We're all in it. Mm -hmm. We're all in it. We live in it. We can't get everything that we do is inside of a piece of real estate, literally born into it. You also train and develop, um, future real estate investors. Tell me more about that
0: oh, this is going to knock your socks off.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't have on any socks. I know. But I look down and i like, but it's still going to knock Your socks are interesting yeah. though. I keep seeing them in the shot and I'm like, uh, what are those? Homer Simpson, Bart Simpson.
0: Bart Simpson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool
1: yeah. Okay, let's hear it.
0: Uh, no. So I thought about the financial literacy space and education and God gave me a gift as a, a, a teacher and translator of high level wealth topics. Mm-hmm. And real estate is the core. I, I believe in five wealth principles, create cash, keep cash, grow cash, protect cash, pass it on. OK. Um, and real estate being one of the anchors that we all need to learn. It's just fundamental to our way of being of life. Whether you it's an office lease or a home lease or building a home, buying a home, mm. investing, like you said, we're all in real estate, yeah. right? We're gonna die and go to a cemetery. That's real estate.
1: That's real estate.
0: You can't get around Somebody it. Somebody owns that land. Church, mosque, or temple. Yeah. Real estate, right? Yeah. Wherever they're watching this podcast right now, I guarantee you, you're in real estate.
1: You're in real estate. If
0: you're flying in the air watching this, you're over someone's real estate air rights.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? They're strong. The cotton in my custom Nigerian tunic. <laughs> came from real estate, the gold in your watch yeah, and the diamonds too. Yeah. Came from real estate, yeah. the gas in your car, mm-hmm. you know where it came from? Real estate. All that. All right? of that. The food we eat, mm-hmm. the water that we, the water that we drink
2: mm-hmm.
0: also real estate. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what I learned though, and also realigning my mission is I, I want to continue to teach and to empower and to serve and use those gifts. Um, but I want to do it for the masses. And okay. that was my mission. I always said black Robin hood take the game from the wealthy and give it to the poor, the underserved, the middle class. And then someone of my followers was like, black Robin hood. Why you got to be a European superhero? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. Young Malcolm. Young that's that's where that came from. Okay. It came from someone.
1: Oh, okay. Someone
0: challenged me about being black Robin hood, a European superhero. Yeah. So I said, I'll be a black superhero. Young, okay. young Malcolm.
1: I like that. Young Malcolm.
0: All right. So anyway, what I'm going to be doing on the financial literacy front through the Jay Morrison Academy is we're going to be essentially, I have, probably over 300 courses, lectures, all kinds of documents. It's all my body of work over the last 10 years of uh, legacy training, stuff on trust, on credit, on flipping, wholesaling, fund management, apartment buildings, all that. I'm essentially going to be doing something that my coach is going to hate. She's probably going to headbutt me. But I'm essentially going to give up my whole catalog, and JMA is going to be the new Netflix and chill. I'm going to be offering my entire catalog for your Netflix bill. And you get every single training I have, new trainings, all that, everybody. And I'll do a monthly call for everybody just to, I'll just do a bench call. I'll just send the phone for two, three hours, talk strategy with everyone. Hmm. And I'll just give it to, just give it all up. That's it. Like I'm just going to undercut the market, blue magic.
1: Tens of thousands of dollars worth of content and education and yeah. years of research.
0: For $27 a month.
1: For $27 a month. Yeah, just get it. Why?
0: Because um, one, the people need it, and I'm great at teaching. Two, it frees me up for my higher calling. My highest and best use isn't being a teacher, isn't being an infopreneur, entrepreneur. I know it's a bag in it. I get all the funnels, upsells, down sales, triggers, tax. I get it, but that's not my my calling. That's not my play. But I, I do need to support uh, the staff that would run that business. Mm-hmm. But if we can empower at, at and I can offer my body of work at such a level and I can empower at that level. It then frees me up to go out and tackle these real estate developments, to build these funds, to help mentor these young black men, to continue to grow the legacy center. I got a full plate already. And I just felt like, um, you know, with so much success that we had in a J. Morrison Academy or 500,000 students in the last 10 years and the Inc. Five Thousands, and all that, I just feel like it's seasons. I just feel like it's my time. I just feel like, you know, um, just in this season of my life. It's time to innovate again. Mm-hmm. And um, recessions are here. People are struggling. People are hurting. Um, they want the information. They're willing to invest in themselves. And we know it's worth 1997 or 39, or whatever. We, we get what it's worth. But um, I think I have an opportunity. haven't been in it so long and empowered so many that I have an opportunity to give back in a different kind of way. And um, that's my give back.
1: That's a really big give back. I, I wasn't prepared to hear good. this give back. That is a really huge give back. Yeah. Jay. Let me ask you this. Um, do you believe that you have taken accountability for any role that you've played in how your business has played out uh, or how your, what you've been involved in has played out in the last three
0: years? Yo, for sure. I don't know if I've had a, I know I did like one truth video or transparency video, but I don't know if I'd done like had a, a, a big platform to them per se do it. But I think, um, I think one of the biggest things that, it's a couple of things that uh, in accountability, um, I think that I had to be, I could have been more careful around people that looked up to me, people that I mentored, people called me a father figure, big brother figure, um, more careful, but especially with black men, black men are way more sensitive than we think. Mm-hmm. They're The most sensitive actually, mm-hmm. because we're so traumatized. We're so hurt. We're so paranoid about hurt and being wronged that I think I have a tough love mentality. And I was like, I was groomed and I was brought up in. I literally became a man in jail.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, it was just like a tough love mentality. So I kind of took that into business with like, you know, with, with, with men and it kind of was just like, uh, I could have been more sensitive, um, to them, um, understanding like the position I held in people's, you know, kind of, kind of lies and esteem. I think personally, um, uh, I law, lo- I got off track getting, enjoying too much being idolized, mm-hmm. mm. being right being like the guy being Jay Morrison and you know the big corner classes the big conferences and
1: so ego was involved Yeah yes yeah, so yeah,
0: certainly ego yeah. we all need ego you need ego to fuel you I don't think ego is a bad thing but I think it's just when you when you invest too much into your ego mm-hmm. and you set too much into your ego and that's mm-hmm. been a balance for me right is because you know part of the man side of me you want to be this big figure you want to be the Jay-Z of the right you yeah. see a lot of guys now everybody want to be rock stars yeah. right yeah, you're yeah, hoping yeah. that want to be a rock star rap star thing but that's not what God called me to to do and to be mm-hmm. right. And so you get caught up with like being a man of the people and kind of giving your heart and being a servant leader then kind of being a person like you got to get to my assistants, assistant, assistant to get to me mm-hmm. and kind of being a big boy flex. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of ego pride and, and certain things like that, that, um, I certainly had to get through and just also I was just aggressive in business. Right. So it's like, it's hard. So people like, I, I never robbed nobody, but, I was aggressive. So it was like, I looked at business as a sport. It's like, all right, we're doing business. I want to make sure I negotiate the best deal for me. Yeah. And if you're willing to give me the best deal for me, then cool, I won. And it should be fair to you because you accepted it. So, fair exchange, no robbery. But sometimes, um, just because someone signs a contract doesn't mean that's necessarily fair. Mm -hmm. Because you have leverage and your position is stronger and different than their position. And you have to take, at least in my seat, because again, I'm just not an entrepreneur. Sure. That's that's the that's the where the duality part comes in. Mm-hmm. So it's like part of me wants to be the best and strongest entrepreneur, but then you're also saying that you love people and you care about people and you're here to repair people. Mm-hmm. And so that those signals can get crossed sometimes. So I think just being, um, I've learned to be more sensitive in and how I how I approach those things. Um, and I don't gotta win every negotiation. I don't gotta win every deal. I don't gotta make sure my side of the pie is always the biggest. Yeah. Right. Those are things that I, I definitely have taken from, a, you know, my life's journey.
1: How is it now that things have died down, like uh, from a family perspective? So you have your daughter, Kobe. How old is she? Two. She's two years old. Mm-hmm. So you and Ernestine and, and Kobe have settled in and you have other children, too. You guys have all settled into your family. Yep. Um, how is family life for how is family life for a man who leads at your level with so much responsibility?
0: Uh, it can be rocky, uh, especially with a, 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 a wife and a woman who, um, also comes to the table with her own aspirations and careers as powerful within her own right. It can mm-hmm. be rocky. This particular, what we went through, um, nearly broke us up. It nearly broke our family. What? We almost got divorced. No way. Seriously. No way. Yeah. Like we literally, she resented me for everything that happened. She resented me for me. Making the decisions I made and allowing people into our business, into our family that caused all this ruckus. Um, And that resentment came out into real actions in the household. And then I resented her for resenting me. Yeah. Even though I was dealing with it my best and and doing all that. And uh, we just couldn't really, went to marital counseling and all kind of stuff. And we just really couldn't find our way. And um, who
1: wanted to initiate the divorce?
0: uh, We both had said it at times.
1: (laughs) Did you ever mean it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was that bad. It was that it was like we 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 couldn't get on track. We couldn't get a we couldn't get a line. It was like we both were hurting. We both were trying to figure out like it was just traumatizing for us. And my and my wife hates being embarrassed and she, you know, built her reputation up and has some amazing relationships and all that was just ruined and, and, and crumbled from one of my decisions. Like it literally was on me. Yeah. Like, like I I literally caused it and then I couldn't figure out how to fix it. And then our finances were different and the whole Tref fund. And, and then, uh, you know, she was going through a depression and she was going through postpartum pregnancy stuff. And then our yeah. daughter's surgeries. And it was just a lot, on, it was a lot on her, which became a lot on me because I'm just a, I'm a problem solver. So I'm like just trying to, trying to solve it and fix it. And I still, we're still going through legal litigations. And then we went a legal litigation. It's like nothing we could do could be enough for people. But the great part about it is all this drove us closer to God. Yeah, and that's where we found kind of a mending in the common area, and we've gotten we've gotten better and better. But um, it was it was like certainly a lot of dysfunction and disruption, and that was like the whole devil's plan because she and I's unity again it's unity. Mm-hmm. It's she and I's unity? It's the unity of our community. It's the strongest. Think about like you get to see like you know some of my gifts and my talents, but think about the unity of all these entrepreneurs we know. If everyone has, doesn't have the same purpose either, but just just imagine, sure, if we're all really trying to empower our community,
1: yeah, not just get the bag. If we're all acting on purpose, living on purpose, right,
0: yeah, and you don't shun a Jay Morrison and Ernestine Morrison, right? You embrace the Ernestine and Jay Morrison who's sure. willing to go out and do the work and be in the streets and roll his sleeves up and do all of that. Mm-hmm. Does our community get better? Of course. Do we do more?
2: Yeah.
0: We raised eleven point five million with just 15,000 people, with an average investment of $750, imagine what we can do with 111,000 people,
2: yeah.
0: or 1.1 1. 1 million people under good stewardship, good mm-hmm. fiduciary, good management. What schools can we resurrect? What water crisis could we solve? Mm-hmm. What communities could we build? So the enemy's plan is to disrupt, to divide, mm-hmm. to destroy, right? All by causing strife. Yeah, planting seeds of strife disrupts the unity, and then without the unity, you don't have any movement and any power.
1: So, in your own admission, your decision put both of you in a very sensitive
0: situation, in a very hurtful, harmful, hurtful, negative, traumatic, your traumatic. Uh, all all that. that, all of that, right? Right.
1: Do you feel like now that you're on the other side? I know I spoke to EJ. And I know that she went through her own period. Like you said, she dealt with a little bit of depression um, without saying kind of probably shied away from showing her face in places that she would normally have shown her face. But we know that she is an actress and a poet and she does her own thing. And obviously things were impacted. Yeah. Do you feel like do you feel like you owe her anything like do you feel like there's anything that you owe her in in a way to make it up to her based on the decision that, in your own admission, you made against her judgment?
0: Uh, I think I've owed her before that. I owe her the same thing. I owe her the responsibility to um, to continue to evolve, continue to grow, to cover yeah. her, protect yeah. for protect her, provide for her, mm-hmm. uh, be the best husband I can be. I don't think the one decision does because it our, our love, our union, our growth shouldn't be conditional. I'm going to make mm-hmm. bad decisions. For sure. i going to make some good decisions too. Mostly good, hopefully. Yeah. Right? Um, it's like, but I, I do, uh, I still hurt for her and I still am dealing, I have my own trauma from this. Um, uh, near depression as well. Um, and even with the fund, I almost, almost closed the fund down. Yeah, I literally call our CFO like, yo, like, and then like, yo, I don't need this shit. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, bleep me out. I'm sorry, but no, it's fine. Yeah, but it's like, yo, like, like y'all hurting my family. Like, my wife's getting like uh, uh, profane pictures sent to her and death threats, and I'll snatch the baby out of you and and what? Yeah, this is stuff we're getting. Like, like, all like, like, yo, so. It was a lot. And it's like, I understood what the enemy was doing. They're trying to get a two for one. Because had I acted, how many black men watching this would say, I would have,
1: Yeah. had I acted well, like that. because them attacking you as a businessman wasn't obviously affecting you. So the next best thing to do is to attack your family.
0: Correct. Yeah. Right? So it was a full-blown attack. And then, then it's like that I'm feeling less than. So imagine being a man, and being a strong man, like an alpha man and you're watching your woman tear and cry and be taunted and tormented by another man
2: mm.
0: and by other people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, boy, I could touch you.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm glad but you didn't.
0: We all glad I didn't.
1: I'm really glad you didn't. But
0: <laughs> my point is, though, just I'm saying imagine the level of trauma, of, of, of guilt, of shame yeah. that I felt being a man that watched my wife be tormented, and i literally quote unquote couldn't do anything about it
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so um you know that was hurtful but she was, she's a trooper though she 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 is she. a
1: trooper and i've known you uh y- you are the alpha of alpha men
0: right yeah I'm a man's man
1: you are a man's man and um i'm looking at ernestine she's in the studio she's in tears right now and um this has obviously been a, a journey and this wasn't the starting point. This was just a very, sort like I believe at the end of the day, at the end of the story, at the end of your story and both mm-hmm. of you guys' lifetime, that this was just a very small blip, right? Yeah. That's prepared you for the next level. You have to experience something turbulent to show that you are able and capable to handle something of this magnitude. Right. Right. Um. But this woman, I have to say, I know this is, this is, this is your show today. But I'm looking at her right now and just in the conversations, uh, it will be a year that I've known Ernestine in May. And this woman has held you down in your face, behind your back, mm-hmm. from the top to the bottom. She's got you covered. And um, I am really excited to see now her stepping back into her confidence. Yeah, And I love the way you're supporting her in that. Um, she's back, you know, auditioning for films and yeah, getting, getting booked getting booked for stuff mm-hmm. and getting her name. How do you support? Like, do you feel like it's your turn now to show her the same level of support that she showed you?
0: Um, I think it's always, it's always our turn.
1: Always our turn. It's
0: always our turn. It's us. Mm-hmm. She is me. She came from my rib.
1: Mm-hmm. She's
0: my, So when you're talking to me, you're talking to her, you're talking to her about her. You're talking about me.
1: Hey, EJ. What's up? I'm talking to you right now, yeah. girl. You all right over there? I'm good girl. You need some
0: water? I'm parched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: parched. Take a sip, real quick. I I love it, Jay. But I do think you know. So I believe um, I believe that men who are powerful as entrepreneurs and leaders uh, to the to the world who don't put enough focus on their family, I believe they suck.
0: Wow. I do. I agree. Part of Ernestine's I's mission and philosophy, and I'll, I'll take ownership for this to the whole community. I did not lead loud enough with my mission, mm. consistent enough. You guys have on your wall out here, consistency is the cheat code.
2: Yeah.
0: Depending on when you came and seen Jay Morrison or Ernestine Morrison, you might think I'm something else or another. Yeah. Everyone wouldn't know if you didn't read The Solution, my book. Yeah. You literally wouldn't know my heart or what my mission was. Sometimes you might just think I'm just another financial literacy guy. Mm-hmm or I'm an activist, mm-hmm. or I'm a, right? So you really wouldn't know what my, my true mission is. And Ernestine and I's mission is really to repair our community. And we say you can't nation build until you can community build. Mm. You can't community build until you can family build. Yes. You can't family build until you repair a relationship between a black man and a black woman. Yeah. So that's been our mission is literally working on us, working from family inside out. And that's what I say to black men is like, if, our, if, our, if the women in our community don't feel, if you were to survey 10 black women and ask, do you feel respected in mm-hmm. your community? Do you feel elevated? Do you feel right? Mm-hmm. Most would likely say, not really. Not really. And so if the women in our community, black men, don't feel respected, whose fault is that? Yeah. It's not an Asian man's job to uplift a black woman. Mm-hmm. It's not a Russian man's job, not a China man's job.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's our job. It's our fault. Mm-hmm. Same thing for our youth. So it's like we have to take ownership and responsibility for our community and its and its and it's bigger than Lambos and and, and Rolies and and like these plays. All these plays and All things. All these plays.
1: And do you believe so right now um as we're about to wrap up I want to know your opinion.
2: Sure.
1: I, I I had this conversation with a with another guest and I I believe that there's a lot. The easiest thing to to start right now and have an uber amount of success in is anything as it relates to relationship. And I feel like pinning men against women, black women against women specifically. Mm-hmm. There's this whole conversation about soft life versus the strong woman. Right. When the opposite of soft isn't strong, them, right? <laughs> right? And then there's another conversation that's happening about masculine women and feminine women and, or, or masculine energy and feminine energy in women. I believe that men and women should have an equal amount of both. But I also believe that this is a very targeted conversation that has just gone wrong, another way to cause division yeah. between us. And you said something, if if we are not respecting our women, whose fault is it? I also personally believe that if you have a woman like an Ernestine and she's not following your lead, it's most likely because you've created the space where she doesn't feel confident in following your lead, right? Absolutely. Do you agree with that?
0: Yeah, that happened in our relationship. So one of the things that helped repair uh, the, the breakage in our marriage was through my counseling and different mentorship was – when you look at husband, if you look at husbandry, mm-hmm. husbandry is taking care of a farm, managing of a farm, agriculture, crops, livestock, the root word of husbandry is husband. Yeah. What a husband's job is, is to take care of their woman, to, to, to manage the household, those, I mean, you know, to cover. If your woman is acting out of character
2: mm-hmm.
0: or too strong or too hard or too independent, you have to look at yourself, King. You have to look at yourself and say, are you being the best version of yourself and of a husband? Are you nurturing her emotionally? Are you nurturing her uh, psychologically? Are you nurturing her not just financially? um, What's your relationship like with God? Mm -hmm. You want her to submit to you, but do you submit to God? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say that.
0: So you want her to do all the submission and all the obeying, but who do you submit to and who do you obey? Yeah. And so as I became better my submission and my obedience, I was able to show her by praying nightly, reading my word daily, studying all that separate than her. Mm -hmm. So she got to watch her man's man become a mighty man of God. Mm. And then it, so then it left her no choice but to submit or to be left behind. Cause Mm. I'm, cause that's for me in my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Yeah. So you got to get on this train Right, and then it all sinks together. So, but so so many men want to use on. It's like so. It depends on your point of reference for how you become a man and what you use as your standard in your household or for a relationship. Not online, not podcast, not YouTube. Yeah, my source is the ultimate source mm-hmm. with the ultimate wisdom mm-hmm. that created all of this. So, so many men want to have all these opinions about soft, independent, this and a third, but you're not even truly being y- your best, who you're supposed to be. Right. Right, and so when a man walks into his fullness as a man it's like one one great example I got is like if you're a farmer you're a husband to your farm and you see crops that aren't growing right or they're not blossoming at their best or fruit that's bruised you don't just throw your crops away you don't just throw Mm -hmm. your fruit away you figure out yo is it cause there's shade and it's not enough sunlight Mm -hmm. does it need more water is it is the soil Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you gotta fix the environment so that your fruit can Mm -hmm. grow Mm -hmm. at its fullest
1: you got me over here Bouncing, you better say that word. <laughs>
0: My wife said the grass is greener where you water it, kings. You water it. So it's like, if all you're doing is buying your woman Chanel bags and rollies, but you're not even pouring to her spirit. when's the last time you prayed for your woman? Mm. When's the how time you prayed with your woman? Mm. When's the last time you worship God in front of your woman? So you want her to do all this worshiping of you, but you don't worship the right person, the right source. You off, king. And we balance that out. So now if you have a black man that's, that's submitting and operating or man period in the right, in his right realm, in his right obedience, in, in, in the ecosystem, then tell you the, the right woman is either going to show that she's not the right woman because it's, it's going to, she's going to alienate herself. Yeah, She's going to remove herself from the situation mm-hmm. or she's going to come into the situation. And then you get children that come up under that environment. Mm-hmm. And then when they do, we have a community that then embraces that environment. Mm-hmm. And that's how we truly, you know, enact repair. So, um, it starts at the head in real life.
1: You know, I'm over here. Like my wheels are spinning. I, know, like, I got stuff going <laughs> on in my head. I want to make sure we get that. We clip that out. Cause that's the, that's the one right there, right? Out of everything. That's the one right there. Jay, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here today. Tell me, um, over the next 12 months, what are, the, what, are, what are the things that have to happen for you?
0: Yeah, let me say this before, if I can. Absolutely. What I just said and, and how God just used me was really his voice, not mine. Um, that's my highest and best. Real estate, that's something called highest and best use. Yeah. When you find a house or a land, what's the highest and best use based mm-hmm. on zoning or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's my highest and best use. This has been my challenge. My highest and best use is not being a financial literacy expert, although I have that gift. It's not even being a real estate developer, although I have that gift. And so for people, it's been, and again, I'll take ownership because I haven't led with my highest and best use in my marketing, my messaging, my mission. Mm -hmm. You don't know who you're really looking at or talking to or what to expect from me, so you're holding me accountable to things that you don't really know. So it's really people understanding uh, Jay Morrison, understanding my my gift, my calling, my my passion, my purposes, and um. You know, d- that that's the barometer in which I'll be judged. Yeah, is for how well did you use your life experiences? Going through poverty, going through prison, going through divorce, going through bankruptcy, going through this, uh, my Joe period, trial period, reputational attack, slander, legal battles, SEC, FBI. How how well did you go through that and how well did you use that to be examples for others to unify the people God who called you to unify and help repair and restore them? That's me failing, successing. That's my ClickFunnels plaque. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't a two comic club for me. That that's that's my and I want hopefully inspire other leaders in our community to raise the bar of what we call. Excellent or what we call leadership, as you said, as you said.
1: But you got to live that out loud. It's time for Jay Morrison to really take the lid off. Right. It's like you're in this bottle and the lid has been loosened. The Mm -hmm. lid is loose and there are streams of you that are flowing out right now. Yeah. But it's time to take the lid all the way off and come out and be Jay Morrison who Jay Morrison was in 2014 and who the world saw in 2015. And again in 2016, it's time to be that Jay again. That's, that's what everybody wants to see. That's the man that everybody believes in and wants to be followed by, wants to be led by. No, seriously, it is time. Like right now you are, you are a stream publicly. You're doing a lot behind the scenes, but to the public world, You are just a stream of who you were eight years ago, seven years ago. And I'm challenging you to take the lid off.
0: With enough pressure, the lid always pops.
1: The lid always pops. I think right now you've you've experienced enough pressure. The lid popped. But, you know, sometimes that lid pops and it kind of shakes a little bit and it settles right back on top of the (laughs) bottle until somebody comes and knocks it off. Knock the lid off, Jay.
0: This episode is a knockoff.
1: Knock the lid off, Jay. Are we in agreement with that? Knock the lid
0: off, Jay. It's, it's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wrap uh, us up. What has uh, to happen for
1: you in the next 12 months?
0: All right, next 12 months, uh, we have to launch this Treff Future Fund. Okay. We have to keep the mission going and, and, and show our community what, what the power of our unity can do and will do and has done, mm-hmm. even over these last four years. Um, next 12 months, uh, we have to show our young kings, especially these young men, those principles I just talked about today. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that through our Big Brother Anonymous program and this Water Boys collaboration. So that has to happen next month. I have to lead and, and do that and knock this lid off. And the next month, uh, we got to do a major conference or something big at the Legacy Center.
2: Yeah. A big
0: festival conference, indoor, outdoor, something like the whole community, the whole entrepreneur hood got to pull up. Yeah, for sure. Yes, what has to happen. And then next month in the next 12 months, um, we gotta bring thousands and masses uh to this new Jay Morrison Academy model. Mm -hmm. Get everybody at home with 16, 20 terabytes of educational content to Netflix and uh, build. I love it. JMA and build.
1: JMA and build. JMA and Build. First of all, let's coin that. Package that up. Where can they get uh more information about you and where can we follow you?
0: Uh, Follow me on all platforms at Mr. J. Morrison. That's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, et cetera. At Mr. J. Morrison. Website, Mr. J. Morrison.com.
2: Yeah.
0: Or J. Morrison.com. I got a Ford in there too. Okay. But Mr. J. (laughs) Morrison.com. And then uh, check us out, Tulsa Real Estate Fund. You can see our portfolio there, Tulsa Real Estate com, and the J. Morrison Academy.com for all things education.
1: I love it. All right, you guys, we have wrapped up another episode of Full Transparency. We gave it to you really, really raw today. We talked to Jay Morrison himself, the man who has been under attack for like the last three years. And we are on the other side of that. (laughs) Jay, we are looking forward to this next, (laughs) well, the attack guy. We are looking forward to this next 12 months because you've, you were known as the attack guy, but we are, you, you're, you're reintroducing yourself. Oh. Like you are back in the world the and letting people know that uh, it's up. The lid, the lid has been knocked off. Yes. And we're going to see you guys on the next episode of full transparency.